Hello, this is the first show after Christmas, uh, the 27th of December. I'd like to thank you for listening, if you are listening. Well, if you're not listening, you can just ignore that. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from a chili for the Florida Keys, Key Largo. We're uh, experiencing temperatures in the 50s. And that is when people break out the parkas and the gloves and the hats and things like that. I'd like to say a special hello to Alicia and Jeff, a young couple from Joliet, Illinois, who stopped in to catch last night. Uh, uh, you know, I have to ask their forgiveness because I didn't find out. They, I mentioned I was a notary and that notaries can perform weddings in the uh, Florida Keys, I mean in Florida notaries can perform weddings and she said oh that means you can marry us and I'm, so I didn't know if that meant that they were engaged or just dating so uh, Jeff uh, if you are going to propose uh, yeah I'll be happy to perform your uh, the ceremony for you guys for free if you come back down here and do it because it has to be in Florida that's the deal and I promised Jeff and Alicia, Alicia and Jeff, that I would give them recommendations and I would put it in the podcast before, you know, and have it up by 11 o'clock today. And it looks like, well, as I'm recording this, I'll have this ready right at around 11 o'clock. And this is the last episode, episode 361, prior to my surgery. I hope that we'll be able to uh, do an episode when I get home on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, there could be uh, just minor side effects where, uh, you know, side of my face is somewhat uh, paralyzed because of where they're removing the uh, the mass from my uh, parotid gland is right next to nerves that control my face. So we'll find out. Uh, how that is affected. If there's some temporary paralysis, there's a small chance it could be a little more than that. But I am not dwelling upon that. Right. Uh, so we we will go uh, on either way. And I just want to. Uh, I hope Alicia and Jeff are probably up right now because checkup time is usually ten o'clock or eleven p.m. and they're probably downloading some of my podcast right now and I hope they're not disappointed so we have um, I told them that I recommend places for them to go and there are some excellent places on the way down and I wouldn't recommend to you while you're listening to this that you guys if you, while you're driving down to alternate your driving uh, one of you uh, before you get to some seven mile bridge because the seven mile bridge is probably the most distracting part of the drive and you it's best and uh, maybe with some beautiful weather we're going to have today it's going to be going up to the mid 70s lower to mid 70s it's going to be gorgeous uh when you're going over the seven mile bridge as a driver it's incredible but you really can't take it all in you got the uh the seven mile bridge you got the atlantic on the left side on the right side you got florida bay and uh it's, it's just incredible. So I would suggest one of you take it in, uh, drive through the Seven Mile Bridge when you come up to it, and the other return 
on the return back. Before you get on the Seven Mile Bridge, one of the best places to stop, I think, if you're gonna if you're one of these people to stop for one drink, uh, is the uh, Sunset Grill in Marathon, right before you leave Marathon. It's beautiful. It's right there on the Atlantic side. So you have to you have to uh, cross the road, but and there's you know there's going to be a decent amount of traffic going south today, so you want to you know just take your time, take it all in while you're going. Uh, but as you uh, go there, you know get a couple shots, not uh, pictures. You know we we're not encouraging people to drink and drive, but as, uh, you know most people are right to have one drink and continue. So, when you get down to Key West, uh, they are staying at a, a nice, I forget the name, I think they're staying at the Palm. I should guess maybe I shouldn't say that, but there's not going to be that many people listening down to Key West. And when you at 2 p.m., when you're down there and you're all settled in, and if, you're, if you get there before the, the uh, check-in time, you can always go, if you have your bathing suits handy, you can go to Dante's in Key West, and it's a pool bar. It's a bar with a pool, and they have you know big restrooms. You go and change your clothes. You can go and swim in their pool. Best to go early, get it in there. If you can, you're from Illinois. You probably can handle the um, you know, or just lounge by the pool and have a couple drinks, and then you can make it uh, make your way to wherever you're staying. And then at 2 p.m., the smallest bar on Duval Street. Oh, the smallest bar. It's on Duval Street, right next to the Hog's Breath Inn, which is a stalwart of Key West. You go in there, they have, uh, it's a inside, outside, mostly outside. they got a big tiki bar. It's very popular with the motorcycle crowd there. And you can enjoy your drinks. If you go to the smallest bar, usually Dick's James, and that's D-I-X, James is the bartender there. Uh, you, it's about a six-foot-wide bar. You can handle about eight to ten people in there at most. But that's always a good place to have a drink or two while you're on Duval Street. And then you work your way over to Hog's Breath Bar. And then uh, right right around there, the nice thing, I don't have to give directions for it because it's all on or right off Duval Street. Then you have, you know, you have uh, Margaritaville for, you know, the people that are into that stuff. It's a bigger venue, but you got smaller ones like Captain Tony's, where if you go into Captain Tony's, they have, you'll see, uh, there's a skeleton behind a the bar. There's dollar bills attached to the ceiling and all that. Uh, usually, I imagine, even today, they'll have some, uh, a live musician playing a guitar player off to the side but it really has that keys ambiance in there as well as the hog's breath does too and if you want to be a little more adventurous uh, you can go to the black bull which is I think it's uh, right right in the center of Duval Street when you go up there and you go to black bull but right three uh, it's a three-story building and if you go right up to the roof, there's a roof pot, uh, rooftop bar called the Garden of Eden. And it's a clothing optional bar. And 
I imagine that with the temperature the way it is, it is probably not really a popular thing to go with the least amount of clothing. But when it gets into the mid-70s, I imagine around 2 or 3 o'clock, you probably could have a couple people there. And if you're sitting at the bar, you may get your you may get an eyeful. Uh, it's not always, you know, just when you hear people hear nudity, some people have, brings up uh, kind of imagery of, you know, good nudity. But there's no, not always... Uh, good nudity. Not everybody should be nude. I hate to say that. So, be prepared when you go up there. Now, while you're down there also, there's Schooner Wharf. And that's a big, that's right at the end, Schooner uh, of, of, I think it's, a, you know, just look for it right there. There's Schooner Wharf. It's a big tiki bar there in Key West, right at a marina near the Coast Guard uh, base, I think. If you remember, I'm not really because everything's on Deval Street. It really doesn't matter. At most, you'll be less than a half a mile away from any of these places. And at sunset, you have to find your way to Mallory Square because they have, they used to have, and I imagine they still do have some street performers at sunset. And you got to be careful. There are there are uh, city ordinances right now about wearing your facial coverings, so you want to make sure you do that. But there's be gonna, there's going to be a lot of uh, places to see while you're down there. I was surprised to hear from some of the people that came in. There was other people that came in after Jeff and Alicia. Uh, there was two other couples. One not so talkative, and the other one uh, a little more so. They were from the Sarasota area, and yeah, they were friendly, and they were telling us some of the prices they ha- had. It seems like whenever we hit high season, and this is high season for the week, for the week between Christmas and New Year's, the prices on lodging go through the roof, and. It's like a double whammy. You got the the pandemic. Uh, you have a certain amount of people that are staying away, and a certain amount of people that decide that they they really would rather they don't think it's a risk, or they may think it's a worthwhile risk. But the prices are still there. It's still priced like there is no pandemic, and you figure they're they're trying to make it all back this week, and. I think there's going to be, uh, there's probably going to still be some decent capacity right now in all the keys. If you like to make your last minute, the people from Sarasota that came in, Sarasota, Bradenton area, they decided as of, I think it was two o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, they were, they were either going to go to St. Augustine, they were going to go north, or they were going to go south. And then they were looking at the temperature. And the temperature today in St. Augustine was in the mid-30s, I think, when they woke up. So they decided to head south to uh, warmer climes. And it will be in the mid-70s tomorrow. So it's going to be beautiful. They made the right choice. But the 
like I said, I, I never really understand. Uh, I understand that it's a not only a business decision, but in order, you know, if you had the prices, if you did not adjust the prices, then everything would be. Because um, there's times, sometimes you have to drop the prices in order to encourage people as as it would have been the prices would have been drastically lower last week prior to it would have been you know about 50% lower in a lot of places uh, the people from Bradenton said they were looking at uh, a lot of hotels and there were very few hotels or motels that were available $300 a night and as some people say if you want to now paradise isn't cheap so, but paradise could be less expensive if you decide not to go during peak time. So you got to be mindful of all those things. So if you come down now, yeah, there's going to be some availability, and I think some of the availability is going to be brought on by that. So there's going to be a lot of interesting things down there to see. I don't know what they're going to be doing on New Year's Eve. I don't know if sushi's the um, is going to be coming down in a big high heel shoe. And that's that the Key West version of uh, the um, ball dropping on Times Square. I mean, someone insisted that was I, if I know the, you know, the, the community down there that uh, c- celebrates New Year's Eve, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. I don't think they're going to have a formal celebration, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of people out there doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if they did some kind of informal dropping of the shoe at midnight. Also, I forgot. There's a couple things I did forget. There's a friend of mine, uh, Alicia and Jeff, when you're down there, there's Key West Smugglers Tasting Room. Just look for that. And the proprietor is... James Martin. Tell him that uh, Jim the Keys bartender sent you. That's a nice place to stop if you like bourbon. We did a couple shows there. We did a, sh- um, a show from Irish Kevin's with Kevin. And I've uh, the manager there. I forget the name of the manager. I don't have the book right here. But they have a lovely group of people in there. Uh, it's, it's usually... Uh, uh, I mean, this year may not be as much, but it was usually some very, very boisterous crowd when you go in there. Very fun. Uh, and they, and uh, Kevin performs um, himself there. So I think you're in. A, you're going to be in a, a really great place at a great time right now. If uh, for breakfast, there's a place that um, I've always enjoyed. It was Bagatelle. And that's on. Uh, that's across the street from the Hog's Breath in the smallest bar, across from the Ripley's. Believe it or not, and just to answer that question or that choice of Ripley's. Believe it or not, just don't believe it because it's just a scam. It's mainly for little kids. But there's also the Mel Fisher Museum. I don't know if they have this display up there. They used to have a really nice display when you go into the museum that shows all the treasures that um, 
treasure hunters have found and Mel Fisher's uh, diving group found there was a gold bar in a display case where it was just enough room where you could put your hand in there and my buddy Gary Tom and his brother Ed we went down one year and Gary was sure there was a way if you held it right you could get the gold bar out and I think a couple of years ago someone did get the gold bar out it was actually stolen it wasn't one of those it wasn't one of those games where they're challenging you to get it out it was just so you could pick up a big gold bar and it was worth I don't know tens of thousands of dollars I guess people it was it became too much of a you know if you tell someone it's a, you know here's a gold bar you can pick up with your hands and I mean, it could have been worth $100,000, whatever it is. But you give someone a choice to do that. Now you can't really, I guess that would be, even if they did have that set up right now, that probably wouldn't be something they would frown upon, having hundreds of people coming into a room and handling a gold bar or handling anything. It's like, hey, touch this, you know. It's like having a giant lollipop and having, people come in and say, you're allowed to come up take one lick of the lollipop I don't think that would be a good idea right now but you have that there's a whole bunch of things you could do you could take the trolley around that's more things if you have little kids or senior senior citizens you can hop in and hop off that stuff you have the pedicabs to come in if you want to go anywhere at the amazing speed of two miles per hour and watch people uh, go past you, walk past you as they have stroll by their drinks. There's, um, there used to be, and you won't see that as much. There used to be a, a, a big influx of people in the middle of the day when the cruise ships would come in in the midweek. And my friend uh, at the smallest bar, he always said that that was the time they, especially off season when they. Uh, would open up early in order to uh, engage the cruise ship crowd. They don't have that as much. So now that people come, you know, Duval Street is, uh, but it's still it's still busy. I've seen pictures of it. It's still busy and it's still beautiful to go down there and and just stroll down there without the, uh, you know, care in the world. You just stop and you. I mean, I don't know exactly what the open um, container laws are because they seem to be pretty lax I know that you could stroll down to Fall Street there's always you could, there's a lot of kiosks there where they sell day trips to either snorkeling or fun trips where you could go to a um, you know jet ski there's a, there was a big I think it was Fury was the name of the group where you go on this big tourist boat and they have jet skis and they have the jet boots and they have the banana boat rides where you know the, the big floating banana we ju- jump in there you can snorkel off there and it's all these activities on this one boat and they give you cocktails and stuff like that and you go out for a, a couple hours uh, I don't know how that would be right now with it, but the water temperature would be pleasantly warm for someone, especially from someone from the up north, where this time of year the water's uh, up north probably hovering around freezing. It would be 
around 75 degrees, the water would be right now. So it's actually be a little warmer in the water than it would be out of the water. And also, I was as you walk down to Vall Street, you can find uh, the kiosks that sell cigars. Things I used to love that, just be able to buy a cigar. But I am not. Uh, so I gave up smoking a couple more than a couple of years ago, and I, I I think I would be afraid to pick one up right now to trigger the nicotine. Uh, dependencies again. There's tons of things to do down there. Uh, most of it involves drinking. So if you do have a penchant for that, and there is also, you'll find a, uh, I mentioned on previous po- podcast, there's an intervenous, I forget that I should mention this for my, my friend, I'll do it on another one, to have their intervenous Supplements where they give you the the supplements uh, after a hard day drinking the next day for uh, rejuvenation. Supposedly, it's good for people that are feeling tired and want to beef up their energy and immune system. But it's also uh, supposedly a good remedy for people that tend to overdo it when it comes to partying. And that seems to be like right on Deval Street you think that that would be something that happens right in that area really heavily and there's things for, there are things for people that don't there's a butterfly gardens the butterfly observatory there's some nice beaches down there you go to some beautiful uh, beach bars and things like that so Alicia and Jeff, I hope you enjoy yourself down there. Now, when it comes tomorrow, when I wake up after midnight today, I'm on a total abstinence when it comes to drinking or eating anything. Yeah, that's something new. I don't remember that before. I remember it was like coffee, don't eat anything. I didn't know about the water thing, though, but they, they there's like no water or that, so I'm I'm not going to do any coffee after, I guess, noon today and just go on straight water to get my body fully hydrated and probably up to 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. And I'm supposed to eat, and eat some protein, they said, because that will sustain me through the day. And my surgery is at 4.30 in the afternoon, <coughs> earlier in the week. On the 22nd, I got a call from the hospital. And the nurse called me and said, come down and be here at 1 o'clock. And because the surgery was originally scheduled for 4.30, and I thought 1 o'clock, that's great. That means it's going to be about an hour and a half earlier. And she said, because there's a lot of cancellations. Excuse me. (coughs) But then on Christmas Eve, I got a phone call that it's back to 4.30. And I don't. I didn't think that there was a possibility if someone had canceled their surgery or moved their surgery and mine got moved up, that mine would be moved back. But I guess that is the case. And some people say, oh boy, that's late in the day to have a surgery. I really don't care. I don't know if I don't want to be the, I don't know if I want to be the first one of the day, but I certainly don't want to be the last one of the day. I'm hoping he doesn't have uh, nine hours of uh, surgeries 
going on there, and I don't want to be the ninth one after all that intensity. So, and that's the plan. I go in there, and then I go into recovery Monday night for observation, and they bring me, uh, I'm supposed to be checked out on Tuesday. And on Tuesday, if I have everything set, I may be, whenever the first opportunity I can get a cell phone in hand after I call my family, which I better do first before I do a podcast because that would be crazy. I would get in a lot of trouble if I didn't do that. But uh, I would expect to get in a lot of trouble because that's callous for me to do a podcast without talking to my family first. But I will. You'll be the second or third person I will inform and I'll see how my mouth is working if there's just going to be like one side of it kind of like I'll be like Ratso in uh, Midnight Cowboy when he starts on the bus when he's riding with John Voight Dustin Hoffman John Voight riding out of New York City or in a bus and Ratso's face is kind of like Paralyzed and stuff. I think that's the way I remember it. But hopefully, I'll be able to do that. And hopefully, you guys uh, will hear from me then. Otherwise, it'll be um, on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on that. Uh, I like to thank all the well wishers and uh, people who've been sending me their 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 thoughts and prayers. And I will be back. St- early next week hope my, that's my intention to be back early next week and I hope that my new friends Alicia and Jeff have a great time in Key West stay away from I don't know if the, I don't think those guys are still there but there's a last word of advice there used to be a soap cosmetic place on DeVal Street and some kind of they sound like he may have some kind of Eastern U- European or Middle Eastern accent, young fellas, and they try to coax you in with little bars of soap and stuff like that. I think they're gone, especially since the pandemic. But if they do reappear, do not go in their store. So what happens is they'll try to coax you in with 20 or $30 beauty products. And what they end up doing is trying to sell you a couple hundred dollars worth. And once they get your credit information, they do whatever they want. So there's one scam to watch out for down there. Otherwise, most people are pretty much square dealers down there. Well, have, thank you for listening. If you uh, are an avid listener before the New Year's, please share the show with your friends. Like us on Facebook. Send us an email jim at keysbartender.com if you have any questions or ideas for a show. Thank you very much. Have a great day.